This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Hey, welcome back to Happen to Your Career. My name is Josh. Obviously, I'm not Scott. But Scott's going to be on here in just one second. And when he does, he's going to be answering questions from a live Q&A session that we did last Monday, March 23rd. And we've been doing a few more of these question and answer sessions live webinar style. And we've been doing that because we've been getting a lot of questions coming in since COVID-19 and quarantine and different things like that have disrupted people's normal lives. It's disrupted their careers. And uh, there's a a wide variety of people in different situations. And they're wondering, okay, what do we do now? What is it that we need to do as we transition into this indefinite situation that we're in? As we look forward even beyond that, what's this new world going to be looking like when it comes to my career, my life, and how do I be able to tackle all of it and be able to figure out what I need to do next. So anyway, we've been getting all kinds of questions like this. And so we've been doing these question and answer sessions uh, once or twice a week. And so, but there's only a limit of a hundred people that can be on each session. So we're wanting to share this on the podcast as well and so here in just one second we're going to be jumping into scott answering the first question scott also has philip on with him to be able to help in some of these situations as well um a lot of times behind the scenes but he's there as well to be able to help and philip's been on the podcast several times as well so you probably recognize his voice when he comes on But anyway, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this first question that Scott answers. Question number one comes from Dietmar. And we had so many questions that were very, very similar. Hey, should I be waiting? What should be happening? So he says, you know, I have a job currently that financially is very stable. Sounds like it's at a nonprofit. Should I consider a professional move during these times? And he also gave a little bit additional background as well. And I'll I'll give you a couple of things to think about as it relates to these times. First of all, uh, one of the other very closely related questions that we've been getting that I think is on everyone's minds as we're talking about these times is, should I be considering making a move when there is a lot of uncertainty or companies are either tightening their belts or experiencing hiring freezes and everything else that potentially can come with it? So here's a really interesting thing to think about. First of all, are companies doing hiring freezes? Is this uncertain times? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have spent the last week or so reaching out to other organizations, reaching out to recruiters, reaching out to friends that have a pulse with many different organizations, and then also reaching out to some organizations that we have within our network too that are larger to understand what is this like. So here's what I found out. 
with our very simple poll and reaching out to all of these different areas. Yeah, I would say that roughly half of organizations have put some kind of temporary hiring freeze into the mix. I think that's a fair assessment. Also, we have many organizations that are actually experiencing rapid growth and a rapid evolution during these times. That's something I think a lot of people are not thinking about. Also, when we talk about opportunities a little bit later on during this session, we'll come back and we'll talk about how to, <laughs> how to take advantage of more of those opportunities. But here's what I know, whether Diet Marin, feel free to let us know if you're on right now, and then you know, can share more specific to your situation. However, for I think everyone that has had some variation of this question in their mind, you're probably not interested in an organization that is really, really struggling financially in the first place, or you're probably not interested in an organization that is not going to evolve during times like this. So that's actually okay. In some ways, it makes it easier to tell more so than it ever was before, which organizations are going to be able to grow and which organizations are better resourced which organizations are more interested in like treating humans as humans. A lot of that is so much easier to tell during times like this than it was three weeks ago, where a lot of times we were getting the questions of, hey, how do I figure out which organizations are right for me? Now, a lot of this is somewhat front and center, and it makes that type of research easier than it was before. So, Here's the other consideration too. If making a career change of any kind is important to you and it's a high priority, then I don't think that you should delay a high priority item in your life where it's you know one of the highest priorities. Much the same way that if you have family or friends or you know, something else that would be considered a high priority in your life, you're not going to just like push them off during these types of times. No, instead, you evolve how you're taking care of them in many different ways. So my family's all at home <laughs> now. We just took on our second part-time job of teaching them <laughs> in many different ways because now they're at home for school. So we have, uh, they're very important to me to put it mildly. And now we're taking care of them. My wife and I are taking care of them in a completely different way than what we were two weeks ago. And the same thing is true for making a career change. So if that's something that's important to you, then yes, you should evolve it. You should probably start thinking about how to do it differently. And we'll talk about that as we go along here. But if it really is a priority for you, and I see that you're on here, Dietmar, if identifying what you want and making a change to that is something that is an important part of what you want to do up the upcoming year, then I would not put it off. So hopefully those are a few different things to think about. Now, one other thing that I will mention about knowing just a little bit about your situation, you sent us some background and you know, some of the relationships that you have and also some of the opportunities that you've already been contacted about too. I think that as you just knowing a little bit about your experience, you have some really amazing experience and amazing skill sets to offer any organization. And I would not undervalue that. So instead, I would determine what is it that you want if you're going to make a career change in the first place? And then 
That way it becomes much easier for you to, as recruiters or other people are contacting you, or as you're reaching out to other organizations, then you can understand whether or not they're going to be a good fit for you as opposed to taking what comes your way. Because you may have noticed many people that are on here and feel free to drop a yes, you've had this happen in the chat. If you get very far into your career in any given direction, a lot of times what starts to happen is you get contacted by recruiters over and over again that are inviting you to come one way or another. And that's really, you know, that's, uh, it feels very good to have that happen. However, at the same time, those are people that are coming to you with their agenda, not you saying, hey, here's what I want in my life and my work. And instead looking at it from the opposite perspective and saying, hey, is this really right for me? And then going and seeking that out. So it becomes a case of, you know, should I take this opportunity that's right in front of me? And it's really difficult to answer that question. And a lot of people do take those opportunities. But if you don't know what it is that you want, it's really difficult to be able to say, yeah, this is going to be better. This is going to be a situation that's right for me right now. So hopefully those couple of things to think about really are, are helpful, but more so than anything else, uh, most people here only need one job opportunity or a couple of job opportunities in some cases. So just because half of companies are in a hiring freeze right now, that doesn't take away opportunity for you. On average, it might take away opportunities, but if you play the averages, you're going to end up average. And I think what most people that are interested in what we teach you're probably interested in much more meaningful work, those types of job opportunities that are quite honestly not available on average to most people anyways. So that means you're going to have to think about this differently too and find things like that differently as well. So we'll talk more about that here within the next question. DMR, feel free to drop in any other follow-up questions that you have since you're on here too. This is something that is a sign of the type of people that we have and we get, to, we get to work with every single day. This is so cool. We've gotten so many questions over the last few weeks about, like, I know I'm going to leave and I want to make sure that I'm taking care of either my boss or the people that I'm working with or the company or whatever, whatever it happens to be. How do I make sure that I'm not abandoning the people that, that I am working with or my boss? And then two, how do I communicate that in a way that really is going to be good for good for me, good for them, et cetera. So we've gotten a lot of variations of that. And Stephanie here says, how do I tell my current boss that I'm leaving during these difficult times? In Sue's case, they say, how do I know if we should go for interviews or accept an offer? It seems risky to change jobs now since companies are negatively affected by COVID-19 situation. So Sue, we talked a little bit about your situation. I don't really think it's risky to change jobs right now. I think it's, in many cases, more risky to stay at a situation that isn't good for you. I think it feels risky to change jobs right now, since a lot of things feel uncertain. However, that doesn't mean the reality is that it is more risky. Uh, in fact, much the opposite way, especially if you're partnering with a company that is growing. Okay, so let's talk about the variations of Stephanie's question here. How do I tell my current boss that I'm leaving during these difficult times? So Stephanie, I think this is such a great question. If you and your boss already have a great relationship where you have a lot of trust in them, then I think that that script goes something like this. First of all, you request a separate time 
to chat with them. A time where you're not going to be interrupted, a time where you can previously to having that conversation, you can tell them, Hey, I want to talk to you about something that's important. And then if you've already made this decision and you want to make it clear to your current boss, then you can have that conversation with them and say, Hey, I don't know of what the timelines are, but I really wanted you to know that it, I am planning on making a transition somewhere. You can give them, you know, if this is, you have no idea when it's going to happen, then you can say at some point in the future, you know, it may, maybe a year, maybe longer. I don't really know. Or if you have specific timelines around that, you can share that with them too. And again, this is if you already have a high degree of trust with, with your boss. And Stephanie, feel free to chime in here if you're on here and share a little bit more about the situation too, in terms of where you fall. But I think you can be transparent with them and say, hey, I want to make sure that you're set up well. And you know the company or department or whatever is applicable here is set up well for that time period when I leave. And I don't know exactly when it is, but I wanted to... I wanted to have this transparent conversation with you right now, just knowing I'm not going to be here forever. So here are some of the steps that I thought of, and I would give a little thought and planning in advance that I think could really help to make that transition great, especially during some of these difficult times right now. Here's what I would suggest, A, B, and C. I also, part of the reason I'm telling you is I wanted to get your partnership and advice on what would work really well to make sure that we're set up, whether it's the department, the company, whether it's the you know section of the organization, whatever whatever is the applicable here. And then from there, say, I would like to continue to talk about this. I will put together a plan. And I think if you take that work on, then you're going to come across as you really want to help. But also, I think that's what high performers do. You're not going to just leave them abandoned. You're going to make sure that they're set up so that you can then take off and do so without burning bridges, do so on great terms. And then I think the last thing that you're going to ask during that conversation is can we continue to talk about this and keep you involved as the timelines become closer? I'm trusting you with this and I wanted to give you really, really early warning that at some point in the future, it's going to happen. That's the type of conversation that you can have if you have a high degree of trust. If you don't have a high degree of trust with your boss, then I think it is very case dependent from there. I would be really hesitant to give you specifics because it can vary so widely as to the type of conversation that you should have if you don't have specific timelines or if you're unsure about how your boss is going to handle that type of conversation based on your existing relationship. If that's the case, I would encourage you to seek out help. Obviously, that's something that we can help with. That is something that we can help you put together a plan in place to be able to make that type of change. But really there's not going to be a general rule of thumb for how to specifically have that conversation unless you already have that high degree of trust. So touch base with Philip and we can put Philip's email address in there and schedule a time to figure out how we can help support you through those types of conversations. So hopefully that helps give you a few different types of answers though. And I think that that's really important and that's so cool that you want to leave them in a good place in one way or another. Okay. Question number three right here. I want to really quick just respond to one of the questions that were asked. Any idea what types of organizations are open to hiring right now? Yeah. Uh, let me give you a couple examples. First of all, we're using Zoom on this. And Zoom is a company that is growing leaps and bounds. Actually, because there are so many people using Zoom right now over the last week, 
one of the conversations that Philip and I had earlier today was, hey, how do we create a contingency plan just in case Zoom servers and the internet gets overworked and their system isn't working the same as it normally does? And they've just had a ridiculous amount of growth over the last last two weeks here. Also, not just them, but telecommunications industries as a whole, companies that help people project manage more effectively remotely would be other examples by that. One of the things that you'll start to see is that as people are getting adjusted to working differently, that's going to create different types of problems that are going to springboard not just growth in industries, but also new ways to support existing problems with potentially even new industries too. And another thing that you'll see as well is (laughs) you're going to see a lot of existing companies that already have online infrastructures set up or companies that evolve to online infrastructures that will grow through this. And they'll be able to rapidly change as they're figuring out how to serve customers better. So online retailers are an example of that. Amazon is the one that's getting the most press right now. However, Amazon is not the only one that is growing. And they have real challenges too, because so many people are sitting at home and ordering stuff in various different areas and industries right now. Even online fitness is another area that's growing pretty extensively. Now, we just, small example, but my kids and I are doing workout every single day right now, and we had to order some stuff to be able to make that happen. I'm not the only one. So you can probably look at any given area and make an assessment as to, is this something that is likely to grow? But I just wanted to give you a few examples because we had the question in here too. Somebody said healthcare fields or hospitals. Yeah, healthcare fields are going to grow rapidly and healthcare support fields are going to grow rapidly too. One thing to think about though, this came up as a question last time around, don't make your decision just based solely on a company's opportunity to grow. First and foremost, I would encourage you to identify what creates much more meaningful work for you and what you need to be able to continue to utilize your strengths. And a lot of the times when we're working with people, we do this behind the scenes with them and we're helping them build out what we call an ideal career profile. But you can really just think about that as almost a checklist of what you need to create much more fulfilling, much more engaging work for you that feeds you in more of the right ways. Will it be perfect? No, absolutely not. There's no perfect situation in the entire world. However, will it give you much more of what you need and much less of what you don't? Yeah, absolutely. That requires a fair amount of difficult work to get to those types of conclusions. And then you can start to match that up with organizations that are more likely to offer that or roles that are more likely to offer that. And as you're going through and choosing organizations, that's going to be where you can see, hey, is this one growing right now or is this not likely to fit over the long term too in one or more ways? So these are really great questions. Keep them coming, by the way. Question number three here. Let me take this one. It's on the screen. I recently moved from Los Angeles, moved from LA, we had a couple of people from LA on here, to a small city, and there aren't many jobs in the field that I've worked in for many years. I'm open to, but would welcome a new career, but how? Okay, so we just talked about one of the ways or one of the precursors to that, but let me give you some other examples here too. And first thing I want to say is when you're using the word career, I'm taking that to mean more of occupation as opposed to career as a, as a whole. Do you really want a new occupation 
is the first question. And if so, then we can talk about some of the ways to be able to do that. One of the things that I would encourage you to look at though, if you're in a small city, I'm in a small city, I'm in a small enough city where I regularly have to explain what a podcast is on an ongoing basis. That's, that's how small of a city I'm in. And that said, you might imagine that there's not a lot of you know, technology-related jobs here. It's part of the reason why we've got you know, people like Philip who are in Austin, Texas, and you know, our coaches are spread out all across the US and our team is spread out all over the world. But one thing I would encourage you to think about is if you don't really want to shift occupations necessarily or fields, then that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I would look for ways that you can do that in a more remote type environment. Now, more than ever, here's where we get into one of those opportunities. Many organizations in many fields that three weeks ago were not open to remote type work or flexible type work are now experiencing that for the very first time. That means that over the course of the upcoming few months, as organizations begin to decide what is their new normal, then it's going to be much more likely that you can find that in places that you couldn't prior to that. So Derek, if you are interested in continuing to stay in that type of field, then I would look there first. I would look at how can you do this with organizations that don't need you in the same way and may now offer that additional level of flexibility. Okay, two situations where I don't think that fits. There are some fields, although it's getting less and less, that require you to be there in one way or another. And if you are not wanting to continue to be involved with that, then that's, that's totally okay. Or in the situation where you're not interested in continuing to stay in that field for other reasons, like it doesn't fit you for one reason or another. If that's the case and you're looking to career change, then that's the question I, I perceive that you're asking here most about. I still would go back to you've got to figure out first and foremost what it is that you want because it's much, much easier to identify what are careers that, that fit after you know and understand what you want. Okay, so let me give you a couple examples here. We worked with someone named Jackie and you know Jackie had a couple of different types of roles. She was actually also in the, in the Portland area a while back and she had a few different types of roles, mostly in nonprofit leadership for the most part. And she was interested in changing into a different and new career. And part of the way that we worked through that with her was to understand first and foremost, you know, what were the existing assets that she already had? Assets like skills, assets like experiences, and then how could those transfer into other potential areas and what were some of the most important must-haves that she needed in that next opportunity. So for her, she put most of her priorities on, I need an organization that I feel like I'm directly connecting how I'm supporting and how I'm helping other people. That's one of the things that she needed more so than anything else. That was something that drove her. And when she didn't have that connection any longer, then work would feel terrible for her very, very quickly. So that was the number one thing that, uh, that she felt like she needed moving into the next, next role. So it became about how do, we, how do we help her identify 
where she can find those pizzas. Well, that meant she had to first understand what are the specific ways that she feels much more of that connection? What are the specific ways that she feels much more of that meaning? Well, for her, she needed a much more tangible set of work where she was coming into contact with people one-on-one. And even though she enjoyed things like teaching, even though she enjoyed things like group work or one-to-many type environments, that's not necessarily right for everybody. And it definitely left her if she didn't have those tangible versions of how she was connecting with with people and how what she was doing was impacting them, then it just felt a whole lot less meaningful. So in her case, she ended up working with another nonprofit, but she started looking at a variety of different organizations that were having the types of help that felt like a positive impact to her. Okay. So I'm using her as an example, but she ended up building out a list of I think it was about 12 or 14 target organizations. And then it turned out that she had several connections at a few of these. And that's where she started out by getting introductions to introductions to people that worked at these organizations from past contacts that just had existing relationships. And that's what started her down her career change. And then she went and had a variety of different meetings with people at these target organizations and then ended up getting several different job offers, ended up getting a huge variety of interviews out of it, but only one of them did she end up accepting that really fit what, uh, what she wanted. So that's a really, we ended up working with her for about five or six months, I believe it was. So that's really quick fly-by-night version of what six-month worth of work was, but I wanted to give you just a quick example of how that looked here. There's a variety of different ways to be able to do that. One thing I think that's really important here, more so than ever before, is with social distancing and with everybody staying in one place, and if you're in San Francisco, then it feels a lot more like it's on lockdown. There's a few other cities that are feeling very much the same way. It's going to become critical that you're beginning to build skill sets around how to build relationships in a digital format. Okay, so this is something that we've been teaching for almost eight years now, but that's what I would encourage you to begin thinking about and beginning putting time and effort into. That's something that we can absolutely help with, certainly, and by all means, don't hesitate to schedule a call with Philip and we can help you figure out what that would be to be able to make that happen. However, let me give you another example here. Guy by the name of Mike, he he wanted to actually not just get a job change or not just make a career change during his change time period, but also he wanted to get a promotion at the same time. He wanted to move upwards. He wanted to leverage the opportunity to be able to move up at the same time. So that feels pretty audacious. It feels like a big goal, right? Well, we went through and said, okay, Well, if this is really what you want to do, you're going to have to do it quite a bit differently. So here's what he did. The catch, by the way, was that he had to build most of these relationships digitally because he wasn't going to be able to do any kind of in-person interaction until a very certain day until he is a little bit further along in the process. So here's what he did. He reached out to a pretty large number of organizations that he felt could be a potential great fit. He had already done some of the work to decide and decipher what it was that he wanted and what were on his top priority list of what he needed in the next role, in the next organization. And he reached out to, I think it was probably like 15 or 18 different organizations. He had researched uh, different people that he either had 
um, potential connections with on LinkedIn or people that he felt might be the right place to start that could either help him or hire him in those organizations. So some of those were introductions, some of those, but most of them were actually reaching out cold, if you want to look at it that way. When he reached out, then he would use a really basic script that sounded something like, hey, I'm really interested in your organization for reason A, B, and C. And those reasons were legit and they were completely tailored to each organization. I'm going to be making a, a career change you know, in the future and I'm trying to figure out what's going to be right for me. And it looks like some of the work that you're doing is really, really interesting. Would you be willing to chat with me for 10 or 15 minutes and answer a, answer a few questions about you know, what you're doing there and what you're enjoying and what you're not enjoying? If so, I'm willing to work around your schedule. So he had that kind of conversation via email and via LinkedIn and in a couple of cases on the phone too. Not everybody said yes, but what we find when we're working with people behind the scenes is that someplace between 50 to 70% of people say yes. When you are genuine, when you are tailoring it to their situation, when you're doing the upfront work to know and understand who is what in the organization and you're really making it relevant to them, that's what we find again and again. If you don't do that stuff, we see a closer to 0% people reaching out. But assuming that you're taking those basic steps of making it relevant to them, we see about 50 to 70% of people respond and be very kind and offering you know 10 or 15 minutes of their time. So that's what I would encourage you to think about. Like how can you, how can you do that? How can you put emphasis on building your skill set around relationships in this new digital environment? because it's going to become critical. And in fact, I would say that those people that are great at that right now, that happen to be making career changes, making shifts, making pivots over the next you know, three, four, five, six months are going to come out so, so much ahead compared to those who are trying to do things the traditional way or just getting stuck because they can't have a coffee meeting because everybody is you know, working from home or remotely or experiencing social distancing. Question number four, how do I know what new career I enjoy and would be good at when I only have the experience from my current career as a reference point? Lynn, this is a really, really common question. And it's also one of the biggest questions that we get over and over again, not just during these times, but during other times as well. And the reality is that you start with what you know. You know, I mentioned the ideal career profile earlier, and that is a great tool to be able to help with this, because what we find is that for most people, it's about identifying your strengths, which are not necessarily those skill sets. Like a lot of people, when I say strengths, they think about, okay, <laughs> what am I great at in terms of skills? Like, am I a badass at making pivot tables? Or can I make a mean pizza? Or is my golf swing awesome? And that's not what we're talking about here. Strengths are those things that are deeper underneath the surface that help you become predisposed to be good at any given you know skill set experience whatever else it is and there are those types of things that are more about the way that you're wired or things that come more natural to you so that said it's partially about strengths and what we call signature strengths and then partially about what creates the right situation for you and right environment for you and what creates much more meaningful work for you too, and much more fulfilling work. And those answers are quite a bit different from a person to person basis. So that ideal career profile that I mentioned, think about that is just like a cumulative checklist of what are the most important things for you. And I think that 
you're not going to know. Like there's no assessment out there that's going to say you should be this type of occupation or in this exact type of company and have it be right every single time because there's just way too many variables for what human beings need. What does this mean? Well, it means that you must do some of this front-loaded work yourself in order to approach this to get some unique answers to the questions. You know, a lot of people come to us and they're like, hey, is a career coach going to be able to like name off a bunch of different jobs that are going to fit with my strengths or fit with my ideal career profile? And the reality is, yeah, they're going to be able to give you examples. Absolutely. However, those are just a starting point. Those are not necessarily the end point. So here's how this works in reality, Lynn. You're going to start with what you know. I know that sounds silly, but if you know already that you are absolutely amazing at anticipating future trends and you're very strategic and those are the types of things that you love to spend more of your time in, well, then you can probably rule out a whole bunch of things. Uh, You can probably say that, you know, dealing all day in customer service where you're fixing people's problems and don't get to leverage any of that strategic or you're just perpetually uh, solving negative problems or having people bring those negatives to you, it's probably not going to be a good fit. And instead, you need to focus on those areas or opportunities or organizations that are rewarding more of those strategic or futuristic sides of you. And that's just one example out of many, 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 many. However, what we do is once we have some educated guesses of what could fit, then that's where when we're working with people behind the scenes, we often will help them create a small set of experiments and test it out. Now, that can range from everything from you know, contacting other people that are in the roles or in companies, you know, that we already use that as an example, right? All the way to being able to do a project in your existing job that leverages more of what you think you might be interested in, all the way to taking a tiny course or class that will expose you to some of the pieces of whatever you're interested in, and many, 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 many more things too at the same time. The goal though is to how do you quickly expose yourself to new information so that you can make a better decision about is this thing that I'm considering right for me or Am I learning something from it that causes me to realize that, no, I probably should focus my time and energy over here. And the biggest reason we do that is that helps quickly bring in feedback that allows you to make decisions and tweaks to where you think you're going and not just simply make a job change or a career change and six months later realize that, oh my goodness, the honeymoon period is worn off and I didn't think about these 17 other things. Oh crap. Okay. Well, now I got to pivot again. That's not a good situation for you. It's not a good situation for anybody. Okay. So Len, you have to start with where you're at. You have to do the hard work of understanding what is already working and what is already good for you. You have to do some of the internal work to understand what you want most because it's going to be really difficult for you to identify what is going to create a good next step and beyond for you if you don't know what you want. 